This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans independent fan podcast. And today on the show, Deeble and I, Mono and Mono, will uh, dissect the... Uh, I don't know, I've been using the word heartbreaking a lot, Deebs. It was uh, a yeah. narrow loss to uh, to GWS and we'll be previewing uh, the clash against Port Adelaide this week. How are you, Deeble? Very well, Mads. Thanks uh, for, what what would you call it? The introduction, I think you would call it, Mads. Barely. Uh, Yeah. Look, I wouldn't say heartbreaking. I'm very emotionally removed uh, from the results as uh, they come through these days, Mads, and that's number five loss in a row for the mighty Swannies. Not good. It's not great, but it's sort of, you can take it as a positive now because we're going down um, on the ladder and hence picking up a better draft selection, which is going to work well in our favour next year. But I'm still very excited about um, next year and the young players coming through. Bit annoyed that we are still getting uh, beaten in the contested ball and around the clearances and the stoppages every week. That I would like them to sort of try and fix up those things in the middle, personally. Uh, but they've uh, obviously got their own agenda at the moment, and we're, we're competing um, every week, and yeah. Well, well, look, Deeps, I have a little bit of a different mindset. I'm not emotionally removed per se. I actually thoroughly enjoyed watching the game on Saturday because if you if you don't expect much, you can't really get too upset. So my, my uh. dear girlfriend came out with a minute to go and was, you know, trying to get amped up, and I, I was pretty... Pretty calm about it, Deebs. Uh, I'm not too fussed with the results the way they go. If if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. And we get closer to a, a half-decent draft pick, I would have thought. Um, but there were a lot of good things to come out of it. Heaney just uh, continues to stake his claim as one of the premier players in the competition, I would have thought, Deebs. Yeah, superstar Haynes. He could have kicked, what, six? Six or seven in reality. Yeah. And I, I think... He's just been utilised, as I've probably said for the last month. He's been utilised up for because I don't think he's had that pre-season and sort of consistent training and being able to get his engine and motor up and about to run out games in the middle. That's why I think he's spending a lot of time forward. Also with the likes of uh, Franklin, Big Bud out. He's just a focal point and he's creative and he's classy. And as we saw on the weekend, he kicked some goals that were unbelievable. And he's... He's just a superstar, Debs, mate. It, it bloody murders my point about him playing in the midfield when he keeps rocking up and kicking these unbelievable goals from the boundary, doesn't it? It does, mate. It does. But, look, it, he's going to be a superstar anywhere he plays, and he's probably going to, you're probably right. He's going to be best utilised in the middle, sort of getting more of the ball because he's quite a good field kick as well. And that, that's sort of where you want 
um, your best talent, I guess, in the, in the middle. But without the likes of Bud and that type of player up there and Sam Reid pretty much out of form now, so he thought he was going to come Jeez. in. He yeah. teased us, didn't he, Dave? Yeah, he teased us. But he, he's the only positive is he's been on the park every week this um, this year. But at the same time, you're paying a bloke a lot of money. You see potential trade bait, Mads. It's seriously got to be talked about. I've I've been thinking that. I just yeah. think we're a couple of years too late. To yeah, be honest, you're right. And he, he's on the big dollars. He's on the eight hundred thousand. No one's paying him. No one's going to pay that. So it's going to be nah. have to be some type of agreement. But I can't really see it happening. But it would be nearly a nice one to get rid of because then you can look at the likes of Tommy McCartan sort of playing a more serious role up forward. And he was good on the weekend. Yeah. Um, because I think he really needs a home. To be honest, I think you know it, you, it, you can talk about the swingman type thing, Deeds. Yeah. But at the end of the day, creature uh, humans are creatures of habit, and I think it helps people's development if they have, like you know, you take a look at guys like Ryan Clark and George Hewitt. If you give them a role, they tend to settle in and, and really show their potential and flourish. Correct. But Correct. yeah, it's. He's been very unlucky in that capacity, Matt. He's been sort yeah. of thrown around a little bit. The bloody bit. injuries have not helped. They haven't, mate. But he's going to be a, a very, very good player. Uh, there's no doubt about that. What were your thoughts on Menzel on the weekend, making his way into the side? One goal, two, 14 posies, nine marks. Oh, sorry, six marks, nine kicks, five handballs. He should have certainly, uh, certainly kicked two, yep. I would have thought. I think he's doing a little bit without doing too much. And Does he I, get another year? He probably does just based on the fact that he's not really costing us anything. Yeah. Um, and he can potentially offer a little bit of experience up forward. Yep. If we were paying him any more than we are, I'd say no, because yeah. I think the old adage of his lack of forward pressure has been rearing its ugly head deeps. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And But who I was impressed with... Mm-hmm. Well, a little bit more impressive, let's be honest. Ben Ronk found a little bit more of the footy. Still seems to be under sort of perceived pressure. Pressure, yeah. But he was, he was very good last week. Yep. He sort of, he just didn't finish, as you said, and that, what you're talking about, that perceived pressure, just rushing it when he gets the ball. Oh, he, His confidence must be building, but, you know, he sort of, he would still fe- be feeling like that fringe player at the moment. Yeah. So I think hopefully you can sort of, Play out the rest of the year and start get a good preseason and start um, next year full of running. That's this is what, that's my, what we need to yeah, say. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. And yep. this is my issue, Debs. My issue with the NAFL. Yeah, so the NAFL. Shocking. It's a shocking competition. Yeah. And I think that's why I think it would actually hurt players' development rather than, you know, ex- extend how good they are because. Fair income, I reckon the play would be that much slower than AFL level is. And I think that probably gives players that perceived pressure when they when they go and play in the seniors. Yeah. It's, I, I don't think it helps uh, one iota, to yeah. be honest. Oh, you, there's no doubt about it, mate. Um, but you have seen uh, in the past the way we've been able to bring players through and bring them into the side when they're ready. In the past, it hasn't been an issue for us. We've really been able to blood the young talent, um, but I think you're definitely not off the mark for sure. It's definitely a possibility. But um, yeah, the sort of I think the Lions are dominating both AFL and yeah the NFL. I'm the on the bandwagon, Deeps. Yeah, no, they're uh, not looking not too bad. The Lions, but 
continuing with the the Swans theme as we like here on True Bloods. <laughs> Um, Papley was uh, was very, very responsive to his efforts last week, wasn't he? Oh, mate. It was funny. I, was, I sort of saw, um, saw the first 10 minutes and had a look down at the stats. I, I think it was actually three minutes, 17 minutes to go, three minutes played. Yep. Papley's had seven touches and kicked two goals yeah. when he had four touches for the game last week. You can't really ask for a better start nah, to a football game. That was that. absolutely dynamite. And it was really weird to see Papley sort of only having the four touches last week. So it was good to see him bounce back and, you know, just a, the confidence back. Absolutely. Yeah. That, absolutely. He's a confidence player, perhaps, and he's going to be one of those cogs that we're going to need up and running to be a, a real um, competitive side next year, Matt. I keep uh, copying it from colleagues, Debs, yes. that um, that he's going to go. He's going to go back to Melbourne. Now, he's got one year left on his contract. Yeah. I, for mine, Debs. For yours, Mads. I actually can't see him going anywhere. I don't see, I know his girlfriend's from Melbourne. That's, that's fine. I'm sure she'll cop going to live in Sydney yep. with an AFL footballer. Yep. I don't think that's an issue. Um, he's in the leadership group. He's a key part of our sort of even midfield now and forward line. I don't really see him going anywhere. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, unfortunately uh, these days, Mads, it is a business and I think it comes down to the doll hairs that get thrown at young Tommy. Yes. Um, I think feel like we gave the plumber his opportunity and he, he, you never owe anything in this game, uh, Mads, but... Well, that's the thing. I, I, mean, I don't know. If, if a St Kilda or a Carlton threw some massive coin, like far out, you, you're going to highly consider the offer to come back. Is he originally from? Yeah, he's from Melbourne. Melbourne, yeah. yeah. You're going to consider the, the option to come back and live with the family and the girlfriend. It, it's, I think it's going to be hard to keep him, but I, I think he will stay. But he's, he's going to be worth some coin because he's put in some... Uh, Bloody oath he is. He's put, played some good he's footy this year. He's a freak. Absolutely. Yeah, he's sensational, mate. Sensational. Um, I think you make a good point. A football career... Do you know what the average age of a career is? Uh, the career four ending? Years? Four it's years? Like, it's like yeah. the, the average age of retirement is like 22 and a half yeah, or something. Yeah, there you go. Four, you know, you've four got, and a you've, years. You've got to make hay while the sun's shining, Dave. That's it, mate. That's it. So um, you, you would never blame him no, for that wouldn't decision. No, I wouldn't whack him. Wouldn't whack him. But uh, as you said, we did give him his start. So I would have thought that would hold some clout. That's it. Um, and what about your man? My big, man. Big oh. Jordan Dawson. Good Lord. Good Lord. He just keeps showing and showing and showing that class, doesn't he? Big left boot from 60 metres out. It's a a raking left boot, an accurate left boot. And he can just, he's the complete player. I've said it before. His size for how quick he moves is something to behold. It is, mate. He's just the the absolute protege football rig, isn't he? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's going to be so good, and I love how he just wears the flu row boots too. Very easy to spot. Oh, he's a jet. He's a jet. Oh, JD. How old old is he? 22, I reckon. That's a a good age. 22, 23. Slow starter. Had the shoulder injury a few years ago. Uh, So they sort of had the Rico, had the half a year out, and just sort of struggled to find his feet, but he's definitely done that this year. And he's probably the biggest thing to come out of the the 2019 Premiership season, as we see it now, Mads, the the best find for us. Oh, absolutely. Well, there's not much else to bloody cheer about, is there? Yeah, but Luke Parker's form. Yeah. Oh, no, mate. A lot of them are playing playing very well, right? I just think uh, 
We just need a new season, really. We do, and that's sort of that's where my head sits at, Mads. I'm just excited for next year, and I just don't like seeing us lose. And I know we're young, we're the the youngest or the second youngest team going out every week, but. When you be making finals, what I'm at the, the bright age yeah, of 27 now, Mads. So <laughs> I think I've only, well, the last 27 years, I reckon, what, we've probably missed it four yeah. times? Yeah. Four maybe. or five times. So I'm just mentally struggling with the thought of not playing finals well, footy, Mads. But yeah, well, you're going to have to get used to it, mate, because we are not playing finals footy. Um, I thought Hayden McLean was better in the ruck this week. He got 28 hit outs. Yeah. Not bad. Um, again,. Naismith and Sinclair would be handy, but I, I think he's been for a, a guy who's played what three games now. I think he's, uh, I think he's going okay. Yeah, yeah. But look, I, I didn't see much of his ruck work, and up against Mummy, twenty six hit outs. That's not, that's not too bad. I don't think it's bad at all. Yeah, it, he's obviously competed. Um, obviously, we still got belted up around the ball a little bit, Matt. Well, yeah, that's so. That's where we, what we continue to cry out for, which we're not going to get until we have you know our first string ruckman back and. Um, the clearances, centre clearances, we lost 18 to 7. <coughs> uh, clearances in total, 50 to 31. And again, contested possessions, we uh, we lost in that area as well. Yeah, for um, sure. That- and I mean, GWS a great side, but geez, they had some good players out. Yeah. So that, it's very, very clear what we need to work on. For very, sure. Very, very clear. Yeah, I saw, I saw an interesting stat with... Um Sort of being being compared to Essendon's last six weeks and our six weeks, I think they've had five wins, one loss. We've had uh, one win, five losses, yep. and our percentage is exactly the same. Yeah, go so figure. That, that just shows that we're competing every week while still getting smacked up around the ball. So I think that just if you read into that a little bit more, Mads, I, I feel like our our sort of first defensive line from the contest is doing a sensational yep. job because we're getting smacked out of the middle yep. or wherever the contest is, but the ball's not getting through that first wall of defense. So they're, they're doing a fantastic job and I, they're, they're, it's nearly one of the most underrated things that obviously doesn't get talked about in the Melbourne media. Oh, perish the thought. Does. Perish the thought of the Swans getting some airtime, especially with us uh, hanging down the bottom end of the ladder in Wouldn't the bottom, so. bottom four mats. But... Uh, I think that's sort of where we can look at it, some encouragement and the likes of Jake Lloyd and... Rampy wasn't even playing. Rampy not playing. He's yeah. back this week, I think, though, Mads, which is a great he thing. Is. But, yeah, it's good to see Ofo get, yeah, get some of the ball. He's he had great. 28, 17 kicks, 11 handballs. He was he was very, very good. And it's just good to get his um, bit of confidence, find the ball... Been not nearly a bit of the sort of second third year blues. However, oh, he's played fifty games now, so yeah, that's probably third or fourth year. But um, he can be a really good outside he, runner for us, though. Yeah, he's going to come good. There's no doubt. But it's good to see him sort of find the ball uh, well, on Dable, the weekend. Table, the building blocks are there. Mate, it's fair to say. I'm so bloody excited. So yeah, excited. It's good. And they, everyone I talk to, they're like, "That you're done this type of thing." But mate, we're competing every week. Yeah. Where I think we're going to give it a real crack next year. I think we're going to be around the mark as sort of the, the bottom bottom part of the eight. Yes, and it, it's it's something that could even sort of turn turn really quick. And I think those signs have been there when we put that sort of eight week block of sort of six wins together. That was sensational. I, I, that's just the the foundation blocks that hopefully we see from the start of next year. Yep, I wholeheartedly agree, Dable. There are good times ahead now. In terms of the votes, we're just not going to bloody do them. 
Deeps. It, it's game over, Red it's Rover. It's game over. It's game over. And uh, Lukey Pug is well and truly home. And I'll that, leave that with me, boys. I'm going to try get a response what? from... It, it gives us time to just slide into the DMs. It D- does. Luke, it's over. We're not even going to get the votes from the faithful anymore. The faithful can't be stuffed anymore. They're as emotionally uninvolved as Deeps is. And they just can't be bothered. So we're giving it to you, and we're going to give you a solid sort of five or six weeks to just maybe call into the pod, I would have thought. Yeah, look, I don't know whether we'll get... probably not going to get that. We're not going to get him in here, I don't think. We'll never know. His uh, family's from Melbourne, from... uh, Lang Warren. Out Lang Warren way. Mm. So, look, I'm going to definitely try to get a response from him, a a bit of a, you know, an acceptance of the True Bloods Player of the Year as such, Mads. So... Leave that with me. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm we'll working on we'll it. leave it with you, Debs. And uh, look, with that, I think we might go to a break and yep. uh, and talk more Sydney Swans. Back in a minute. G'day, guys. It's Rob. And Adrian from Podular Media. I run The Sash, a filthy Essendon podcast. Ooh, and I run The Debrief, a snobby Melbourne podcast. But don't hold that against us. We help create True Bloods. Even though I still have nightmares about Gary Rowan. And even though we haven't beaten the Swannies in almost a decade. But these blokes are the real deal of South Melbourne heritage. And we got it off the ground because we love good footy content. So if you're a fan of the Swannies and True Bloods or you just love podcasts and you want to learn more about how Podular Media can help create a podcast for you or your business, call 0488-055-14 or email adrian at podularmedia.com. Imagine if Troy Luff had his own podcast. No, 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 mate. Imagine if LRT had a podcast. <sighs> well, <laughs> anyway, let's get back to True Bloods. Welcome back to True Bloods. Debs. Since we were on the pod last, a legend of our football club called it a day. Mate, to say the least, a legend. He oh. will be an immortal of the club. He is. I was shattered. Oh, mate. I like, I knew it was coming. Yeah, it was. Mate, it, it actually it, it hit me emotionally, Mads. And I'm not the biggest emotional guy. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I had a bit of a teary. I do, 2016 Grand Final. There you go. <laughs> actually, I think you bang on there. I did have a little teary on the way out of the ground that day, and thanks for reminding me of that, Matt. Yeah, Mads. well, but, we've all got our Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, when I heard it, that Mac had hung up the boots, and we knew it was coming. He's pinged another calf, second one for the year. He's done a quaddy, all the soft tissues. It had to happen, mate, but... It was the uh, it was tailor made for an old bloke, wasn't it? Just or, or everything that's happened to him this season, it's like, yeah, your your career's yeah, over. Yeah, look, and he's probably gone one too far. Yeah, he's gone he's gone one too many. Which but you, I, which I don't bit- hate it though, Debs, because I reckon what he gives in the way of advice and direction to our very very young side, it take take the games out of it on the training track, yeah, and even socially, I think he'd be able to because he just seems like a bloody ripping bloke. Yeah, I think he'd impart some of the greatest wisdom um, onto these young boys, and they seem to get around him in such a big way. And why the hell wouldn't they? Because he's a bloody ripper. Yeah, it's a massive pun. I just think with how young. We were this year. Yep. It was under underestimated how uh, important the older players would be this year. And it's a bit disappointing that he didn't sort of get more more game time as such um, with the body not just not letting him get out there. But, gee whiz, hasn't he been a great servant for our club? Oh. I go, you can't even reiterate how much of a legend he has been. And uh, I think just the iconic moment for me... Mads is when we won that 2012 granny and he's gone the double fisty up <laughs> and he's fallen to the ground and uh, 
just brings back the goosebumps, mate. But so good. Yeah, Maka, bloody legend. I just want to thank him for everything he's done for the for the Bloods and really instating that Bloods culture and bringing it through and just eh, giving his all to our club, oh. mate. It's been bloody fantastic, and we're going to miss him, mate. Yeah, um, but, but I think we are. We he's going to stay on in a coaching role. That's got to happen. I'm pretty sure it's happening. No, it's all, it's already happened. He will be staying on in, in, in a coaching capacity. 2020. So that that'll be great. And he sort of he'll know that he's this young crop coming through really well, and that's going to be one of the. Um, key things for us next year, just having um, a recent player who knows the club and knows the game plan we're instilling and being able to connect with these younger fellas and build that game plan and that blood's ethos. That's uh, that's what Mac is going to do for us in the future, mate. Absolutely. Wouldn't want him anywhere else. The uh, thought of him perhaps playing on in uh, for a year at the Gold Coast or something like that did not sit well with me no, um, in definitely. any way, shape or form. But uh, Daniel Hannabury. Um, a Bloods legend himself had a very nice thing to say on Instagram about our own Jared McVeigh. A walk-up Bloods legend, an unbelievable captain and an even better bloke. Thanks for showing a fat 17-year-old kid the way, mate. I'll never forget some of the memories we had on and off the field. Fingers crossed we both get to battle one last time, albeit against each other. Congrats, brother. Love ya. It says all you really need to say, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Obviously, he had the connection with all players that he played with. He just would have been a loved bloke. And, yeah, for the old Hannah's who uh, fellow premiership star Ooh, yeah. to, to reach out like that, it's always a nice touch. Absolutely it is. Um, and another – Swannies have been all over social media. Oh, they've been smacking up the socials this week, Matt. It's good. It's good stuff. Um, James Bell – Belly. From what I hear, yeah, Belly, as he likes to be called, yep. um, is a very popular uh, personality at the club and had to gabber to be able to uh, get his first game, which was bloody humorous. Yeah, 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 it was a good, good little dance that he had going there, that's for sure. What do we know about him? Has he been playing well in the knee? Yeah, look, mate, he's uh, been getting a bit of the ball. Down in the Neafel. Speedy midfielder Speedy right midfielder. Here. So, yeah, he's the 183, so just on six foot. So, injury interrupted season last year, I, I feel, that I remember seeing, Mads. So, yes, that is correct. So, he's been able to put put together some games and he's been rewarded with his uh, AFL debut this year. And it's he's obviously a much-loved character. You can see the sort of the way the boys were getting around him in that uh, Instagram video that we shared. Mads, you've been very good on the socials this week. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Of just you know, uh, sharing that uh, Sydney Swans, uh, the debutante. And I, I don't know if you saw as well the, the call through through to very his good, mum. Very good. That's stuff. fantastic in yeah. it to see. It just shows the the investment of the families behind um, these players and how proud they are of their boys. Um, sort of cracking it into the big league and getting his first game over there against Port Adelaide this week, Matt. How good? How yeah, good? So, no, it's great for. Um, for Big Belly, so I hope he goes well this week and finds a bit of it, and isn't too intimidated by the bit a bit of a hostile crowd over Ooh. there in Adelaide, Mads. Well, you were over there last week, were you? Yeah. Albeit for an Adelaide game, yeah, for an Adelaide game, yeah, didn't it sort of pan out the way we wanted, but um, yeah, we saw saw a bit of the game and that, so it was good. Good stuff. Hey, um, do you know what I like about James Bell? Yes, those two words, speedy midfielder. Yeah, 
That's be, good. Be interesting to see if he's got that sort of outside speed, um, sort of working with the likes of Oflo with a bit of outside speed with our inside bulls of uh, Kennedy and Parker. Well, Jace, so. you know what? He's been around them for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he's taken, uh, soaked up things like a sponge, Debs. Hopefully uh, he can be that outside run we need. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. But yeah, it's sort of it's going to be hard to sort of get a good indication with us not. I couldn't see – we're not going to have that fire in the belly as we would if uh, the sort of season was on the line type thing. But hopefully we're playing some uh, good competitive football again, Mads, and uh, Belly can go well in his first game. Absolutely. That's it. Now, Dabes, Benny isn't here, as, yes. uh, as our listeners would be well aware. Yeah. And uh, Benny doesn't like talking about the umpires too much. No, he uh, doesn't. Nobody does, really. No. But I'm going to have a crack now. We've, we've reviewed the game. We have. What's done is done. We should have won the game. Yep. Take it, taken, it was taken away from us, it was, it was highway robbery. It was grand larceny, Deebs. Yes. There were two instances yes. where, I mean, oh, granted, I know damn well that we missed our fair share of opportunities. opportunities. Heaney missed two very, very gettable goals for someone of his calibre. Um, who was it in there? James Rose. Oh, <laughs> Actually, that was a name Christ. I forgot to bring up. And without having Benny here, his man, his man. Jimmy Rose, he's as well done. He His steak has been on the grill for an hour. He's gone. This thing is well and truly cooked. He's good as gone. Did man. you see what he did in the final corner? No. He had an easy ground ball in the goal square and just fumbled around with it. Oh, it was mate. it was very hard to watch um, as just a football spectator, much less a Sydney Swan supporter. But Daniel Menzel took a mark on the 50 line. I think it was Daniel Menzel. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Took a mark directly in front on the 50 metre arc yep. and was ran into yep. as soon as he took the mark. Any other round, oh, that the, is And 50 the 50 metres. wasn't made. It yeah, was so not I did paid. see that. I did see that one. Outrageous. Yeah, it's it's and, a joke. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's the umpires, are, they're more than happy to pay the decision when it's in the middle of the ground or in a contest or something like that. But when it's a crunch decision. It's a lack of cojones. Yes, exactly right. When it's a concision, <coughs> a decision that is going to cost some scoreboard pressure, especially when was Menzel's? Uh, five minutes ago. Yeah. Last quarter? Yeah. And then with Sam Reid's chopping of the arms, been basically having a saddle put on him and yeah, so no kick, free kick rewarded. That's the big howler. And we saw John Longmire's reaction in the box. It was either a mark. Or, again, any other round, I've seen that paid a mark. Yeah. Any other round. I mean, would Sam Reid have kicked it? Bloody, who, who knows? knows? But uh, he was 25 metres out directly in front of yeah. us. I can't imagine that would have troubled him. Refresh my mind, Mads. Just the commentary this week. Did I hear something that the AFL went with the umpire's decision, said it was okay, it was but... The same, it was the same... Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. That the, the decision was okay, but the free kick should have been paid. Yeah, you can't... So, say, I'm not too sure how that was worded, and I haven't dug into it too deep. Can you shed any it, light it on was, that for me? It was worded pretty much that way, that, that, it, they, that they agree with the umpire's decision, but that the free kick... Was should have been paid. That doesn't make any that sense, mate. Is 
absolutely absurd, Deeps. That does not make any sense. It is so typical of the AFL to do that, to just sit on the fence about something, but not only sit on the fence, make a completely contradictory statement. And that's the word I was looking for. I just couldn't find it. <laughs> I was searching for it, and then when you dropped it, there it was. It was. It was bloody – that's contradictory, yeah. Matt. It's shocking. It's a joke. Like – Get get a clue. Don't come out and make a stupid yeah. statement like Just that. Just don't say anything go, at all. No, go one way or the other. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you disagree with it or you agree with it. Don't say half yes, half no. But if yeah, like, that's, that's a that's joke. The, if you're gonna say something, have some balls. But the problem is, Debs, and this is the whole problem with the league. It's run like bloody communist Russia. In the early nineties, <laughs> every everybody is Everyone just covering just their own ass. Because do you remember? It doesn't happen so much now, probably because players have learned. Do you remember in the Demetrio era, mm. anything said, and, and probably James Heard probably started this having a go at Scott McLaren on the footy yeah, show. Yeah, yep. Anything said that was untowards to the league, to umpires, you were. Automatically smacked with a five thousand dollar fine, and then, I mean, I don't know the inner workings of it, but you're probably getting blacklisted from roles, you know, internally. Yeah, for sure. Surely. Well, I think James Heard got about thirty grand. Yeah, he, he copped a yeah, big time. Yeah, he got a huge. But yeah, you're right, mate. It's it's sort of it's slightly different in in the capacity that it's no one commenting about it, but. That's just a joke to how that was worded. It's it's nearly as bad as the umpiring over in the first test over in that Edgerton, <laughs> Mads. Shocking. Did you did I've, you I've see that? Seen, I've never seen worse umpiring. Mate, there was more match. than ten decisions that were referred and then turned over. Yeah, given out and then not out, or not out and given out. Yeah, absurd. Mate, nearly as bad as the blokes who were the umpires on the weekend. I'm going to try find that. Because they deserve a whack. They do deserve a whack, I would have thought. Yeah, you, you keep talking, mate, and I'll try to find that, but I, I don't the, think we're going to find it. The but. issue is that – and this doesn't – this isn't just exclusively on the weekend. My issues are twofold. My issue is twofold, I yep. should say. Firstly, don't come out and make a comment like that. I'm, I'm completely with you there. But you should be allowed – and this is just the media not wanting to put their foot in it. You should be allowed to call a spade a spade. It is. Yeah. But I'm going to say it, Teebs. It's un-Australian. And then, and then it's that, un-Australian to not be able to speak your mind and have an opinion on exactly it. Exactly right. It's a joke. And I, I've mentioned before, that's the way I've been brought up, Mads, is call a spade a spade. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the way it is. And then, actually, I've got the names here of the umpires. Oh, there we go. We've got Horson, who sounds... Shocking. Shocking. Stevic and O'Gorman. So whichever one of you Muppets it bloody was, you can go get stuffed. Yeah, Deebles work of the week, maybe. Yeah, buddy. That's a, no, that's bullshit from the AFL. Shocking. What is, it's idiotic what they've said. Oh, yeah, that's uh, we agree with what the umpire did, but you know what? Technically, the free kick was probably yeah. there. Pay the bloody free kick and we win four points in the bag. It's piss week, Deebles. Fucking over it. That's shit. Yeah, it's shocking. Um, but do you know what? As, as we said to Adrian before, it was sort of a win-win for us. Either we get the points or we uh, get ever ever closer to the number four draft pick. Mate, pick four. That's going to be sensational. But I reckon it'll probably be pick five. I think the Gold Coast are going to get a priority. And so so they should because otherwise they're oh, going to be – Well, mate, they're going to be defunct. Yeah. 
Like, okay, it's going to be bloody tough for them to get. Mate, there's not one sporting franchise has lasted there. Not yeah. one. Yeah. Not one. And it doesn't even matter what, what code. So, shit. Uh, I hope for their sake they can sort it's of. It's a transient city. Yeah. I don't understand what they what they want. You you go and live there for a couple of years. You're going to sign up for a membership to watch the Gold, Gold Coast Suns play pathetic football? No, you're not. You're not. But hey, they... mate, that's another whack of the week. The AFL for bloody. Implementing that. It's, I don't know what the focus group was with, but who thought that was a good idea should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. Another whack of the week. Yeah. They're pumping the money into the uh, into the Suns, but they, they should be able to get a group of players that can be competitive. They're not competitive at the moment. They're not they're, competitive. They've lost 14 on the trot, started off all right, won their, three of their first four, and then they've lost every game since round five. And Stewie Jew has perhaps put himself in a bit of a tough situation because very, very seldom do coaches get another go, right? I know there's examples of it happening, mm. but these are sort of high-quality coaches, right? Yeah, Brett, Brett Ratton might get another yeah, crack. And, and yeah, and so he should because he never should have been Yeah, exactly in the first right. Place. Exactly right. But Stewie Jew might have uh, inadvertently uh, stuck himself with the poison chalice because I don't see how you can coach your way out of this. I really don't. No, you can't, mate. It's it's the cattle. They have not got the cattle. Yeah, but you a football club doesn't see it that way. Right? No, yeah, but they have to – they're – Buddy, they got their glasses, their blinkers on, looking in one direction if they can't see. You no, no good team loses 14 on the trot. Yeah. Or well, just no competitive team. Look at, ah. look at Carlton. Yeah. They've been able to turn it around. Exactly. Thank God. But, yeah, shit. I just hope they can do something. Like, I, I equalisation is the one thing that the AFL have gotten right for the most part yeah. over the last couple of years, but, right? Yeah. It's at the top end. Yep. Not at the bottom end, though. Um, it's really problematic for our sport. They just wanted to grow too quickly. It's uh, If we can see the Steves, why can't they? Yeah, but I, I think I, I thought this is the way you're going with equalisation. Is it sort of if your club's not up and about and they're down the bottom and they're equalised as well, it sort of takes them further away Correct. from the competition, which Correct. is which is <clears throat> what we saw with Carlton for the best part of three years. Yep. Three, four years. And yep. we're seeing with the Gold Coast now. And we're coming up to a draft that is, from all reports, quite shallow yeah. after the top five. Yeah. I, I don't read into that, personally. How can anyone know? Because yeah. it's very different killing it. Look at Jack Watts, for example. Yeah. Killed it. Absolutely killed it, teams, at TAC level, playing yeah. against boys. Yeah. And then, you know, there's no measure for mental toughness yeah. going through the uh, the TAC Cup. So, I, I just, yeah, it's all speculation. I mean, the Americans do it well with their drafts. They know a lot about the players yeah. because college level, you know, football, basketball, it's NCAA. Ba- it's basically professional. It's basically yeah. professional. They analyse it to the nth degree. People are <laughs> literally just sitting in the stands going, yeah, he looks all right. Yeah. Might pick him up. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty amateur. Yeah, but um, look, yeah, it's sort of, it's a bit off topic. No, not, no, not, you, you know what, James? <laughs> when you... Team's not playing very well. Yeah. It's important to delve into these uh, issues of the game, I would have thought. It really is, Mads. It, it is. And they, these are points that sort of affect our club as well, the, all the equalisation. Especially since we're going through a rebuild. Exactly you know? right. And I think 
Uh, we, we have done a fantastic job since the, the COLA being taken off us and being locked out of a, a draft uh, and trading for a year. We have been treated. Or two. Yeah, shockingly, yeah, deep. and they, and this is what they want really wanted to see is yeah. us bottom out a little bit, which is what we've done. But we've we've shown that we're going to come back buddy hard next year, and we're we're going to be a competitive footy side. So, yeah, I don't I don't know if they've always got the Swanee's best heart, uh, interest at heart, especially with, especially with having another club up there now. I think that um, and a successful club in that with a full of superstars and playing good footy. So they would have they would have thought. Well, it goes, just goes so. They want GWS to win a flag so oh. badly. Yeah. So badly. And with their list, it's actually all on them that they haven't won one yet. Yeah. Well, as I said, um, well, Leon, Leon Cameron had the uh, keys to the Ferrari, as <laughs> correct, they say. Correct, Deeps. Driving the Ferrari up there in uh, Western Sydney. Black you, town. You don't see too many Ferraris out that way, I and wouldn't if, have thought. But there's one driving one, around there. If you saw one, it probably isn't lasting too long, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. But, um, but yeah, yeah you, you're not wrong. But they wanted us to win a flag too. They, yeah, they, they have to see those Sydney teams being, being competitive. Sort of. I mean, yeah. if you remember... 2005, Andrew Demetrio called our style of football ugly. ugly. Yeah, yeah. It, that it that is, doesn't sound supportive. Yeah, but at the same time, we were getting 11% on every contract. Yeah. You know, the, there's yeah. no other club getting that and sort of we, – we have had no, the, but that's a leg- there was a legitimate reason for collar. That's what people don't understand. Yeah. It, it, the and housing it, market was going through an absolute – an unprecedented boom. It, it was massive in Melbourne, but it was you know tenfold what it was in Sydney. Yeah, and there's there's valid reasons because it's like, do I want to go to Sydney? Do I want to pay umpteen more for for a house there? Yeah, you've got to, There's got to be reasons, and and I mean I understand wanting to get players there. I think Cole was really good and and beneficial for that, but geez, it was there's there's valid reasons for it. Yeah, and, and I, I, think I think this is I think I've said it on here before, Mads. The it was as was it nine or eleven percent? I can't remember. But it was say say it was nine. It was nine percent on each individual yes. contract. So you say you're on a hundred thousand, you're getting a hundred and nine thousand compared to a player in Melbourne. Correct. It's not like you're having ten percent on top of the ten million dollar cap yeah. at the time. Yep. Yep. So it, it wasn't as influential. Rumours about yeah. the cholera are grossly um, overrated. But, uh, look, I, Debs, to be honest, I thought this segment was going to go for about six minutes and we've ticked on past the 20-minute mark, which, yeah. is, which is probably good for our listeners. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> a few gags in yeah. there, not, not bad. Not bad. Um, but I think uh, we'll take a breather, nice. gather our thoughts and come back with the preview for our game against the Power. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Debs, that was a bit of fun. Uh, Let's get serious into the uh, game against Port Adelaide. Yeah, I don't know how serious nah, you're going to get serious. me, man. It's not serious, mate. Yeah, There's I know. nothing serious about this game. This game yeah. is uh, a little bit uh, 
ridiculous if you ask me. Because yeah. you know what? Uh, I'm going to say something about the power first. How is he for, for mine? For yours, Mads. I actually like Ken Hinckley as a coach. Yep. And I actually think Port Adelaide's list is pretty good. So why is it that they've been the perennial under underachievers of the competition? Yeah, they've just never been able to you know get past you know the elimination final uh, stage of yeah, September. Ha- haven't gone deep for a little while. Yeah, you're right, mate. It's just they they haven't been able to string it together, and and it it is hard to do to make those prelims and grand finals and win a flag. It's definitely not easy, and you you catch a team at the wrong time, and when it comes to finals time, um, it's pretty easy to. Get uh, pack your bag and see you later. If you play, if you're off yep. by that, especially these days, you're off that five ten percent, and you and you're on your way, mate. But uh, up against the power this way, they're coming off a pretty comprehensive win. Yes, against the Dons, sort of 10, 10 12 goal Vic. Wasn't that great to see the Dons get done by 10, 12 goals? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big hater of the Dons. Really? Yeah, not not too much against them. Jeez, I am. Yeah. But at the same time, Mads, I don't really have much time for any other teams, as I've mentioned many a time yes. on this podcast. But they've got the likes of Travis Boke, Tommy Rockliffe, Ollie Wines, Robbie Gray, superstar of the competition. On paper, they are a really, really good list. They are, mate. They are. And they've got some contributors all across the board, mate. Got Dan Houston last week. He's had 29-2 and two by 90%. Jeez, clear, that's not bad. Clear best on ground. And the Rockcliffe, uh, another one of their uh, their men in there. And he hey, hasn't been great this year. He's been a bit more inconsistent, but I think he's really finding his feet now. He's sort of had 30 the last couple of weeks. And Travis Boke, and, and you always got to watch out for Robbie Gray, who had uh, 19 touches and kicked four schnegs on the weekend against He's the Dons. Freak. He's he is, a mate. Freak. So we're definitely going to be up against it on the weekend. But this is the thing. Hopefully we can uh, go over there, compete really well, get the win and stop a, a team like Port Adelaide, who are just mediocre. They're a mediocre football They're club. They're a mediocre side, Deeps. And stop them making finals. Do... Uh, for yours, Deeps. For mine. Um, do you take anyone out? Put anyone in? Oh, Rose has got to go out. He's done. So will Bell yeah, be can, the replacement? But James Rose can pretty much pack his locker for mine. Send him a couple of weeks early. Yeah, he's done. And I wish Benny was here. I wish. I really do wish Benny was here because he would just reiterate how he's just not up to AFL standard. He can dominate the Neafel, but he can't play the consistent footy at AFL standard. And we, we've given him every every opportunity every to do something. Every bit of chance, Matt. Every bit of chance. Every um, bit. <laughs> but no, he's um, as good as gone. Yeah, he's, for he's mine. gone. You know you can go back to the twos as well? Who? Sam Reid. Yeah, we're he's not, not going we're not to. Do that. He's not going to, but he's he's had eight touches on the weekend, I think it was. Something stupid Pathetic. like that. Pathetic. Eight touches. He's soft. It's it's bullshit from a, a bloke who once again, Mads, is on eight hundred thousand dollars. That's what we're paying him. Oh, well done, Sam. You've paid eighteen games this year. That's bloody sensational. But where's your output? Yeah, we love the bullnars from the the boundary when you're kicking six against Collingwood, but we need you up and about at the time this time of year. <laughs> there it is. That's a bit of a deep whack of the week, isn't it? <laughs> really, see? And I say I'm not emotionally invested anymore. 
<laughs> but yet I still find that in me to just uh, give it a bit of oomph, as they say, Mads. <laughs> Very good. Um, but no, yeah, no, he could, he could, should seriously. Do you reckon he'd? Um, do you reckon he'd have trouble sleeping at night? I would have trouble sleeping if I was getting paid eight hundred thousand dollars a year and I was not earning one cent of that. Well, he, I, he would definitely be struggling for sleep at the moment because I think his uh, lovely wife has just had a, a young child. Congratulations! Yeah, so <laughs> congratulations, Sammy. That's great, mate. Get a kick, but it doesn't excuse your on-field performance. Oh, that's uh, that's so. Uh, yeah, look, everyone's been all right. Kieran Jack is just in there for sort of on-field experience. Um, keep playing mental for mine. See what he can do. Yep. Robbie Fox. Robottom was okay on the weekend. Yeah, Robottom. Rober. Robottom's going to be good. Confident yep. in his ability. I'm not so. You're pro- not sold on Robbie Fox, are you? Definitely not, mate. I like him. Yeah, look, he's he's a good build, a good sight, good size. <laughs> not the bad, the good size, Robbie Fox. But he just doesn't get it done consistently enough for me. But he, he's capable of taking a good market. But he's one of those players, if he was probably played for 10 games, yeah. he would probably find a look, bit. I think inconsistency is something that's very common in young players, though. You, you have to expect that. You do, and especially with how we're playing at the moment with such a young list. Yes. These players who have been on lists for four or five years, they're either going to go one way or the other. Yeah, they step up like an Isaac Heaney and they take it on and turn into a, a, a good... Heaney's probably not a great example because he's absolutely elite. But like... Someone uh, Zach like Jones. Or, or, or Zach know, Jones, yeah. right? He, he could have gone either way, but he's taken it on and he's got a real role to play in our side and he's going to be picked every week. There's no worries about Jonesy going back to the twos, but Fox just hasn't been able to do that. Yes, that is true. I can't argue with any of that. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you know, uh, do you want to see Sam Naismith this year if, if available? No. no way, mate. What's the point? I don't want to see him either. 100%. Um, but get, I'm, oh, I'm just scared they're going to put him in and I really don't want that to happen. Yeah. I want these guys to have a preseason. Yeah. That's if they all picked I up want. some stupid injury, you'd be. You'd be livid. You wouldn't be happy. You'd be absolutely livid. Are we going to win, Debs? Yes, of course we're going to win. I'm very, oh, obviously. I'm, I'm very pro Sydney and I've never tipped against them in my life. Neither. But I honestly, we can take it up. We've taken it up every week. There were, we've got a, the last six weeks. Weeks we have a percentage of over ninety eight percent, so we're definitely capable of taking every uh, club in the competition on, and I feel we will get the job done at the Adelaide Oval. When when are we playing? Is it a Saturday night game? Is it, uh, mate? I'll just tell you, I've got the AFL uh, Saturday AFL afternoon. Here. There you go, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, not bad. So we will go over to the Adelaide Oval. The boys will go over there to the City of Churches and get the job done by. Three sausage rolls. Three sausage rolls. Yeah. We're kicking higher scores of late, which is good to see. Yeah, there, there's that. And this is with no no superstar Buddy Franklin up there either. Mm. So we're, they don't know where we're going when we go forward, which is a good thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a cu- couple snags. Beautiful. Me, I, I agree. I agree. Yep. There's no reason we can't beat them. We've been playing some decent footy without getting wins. Yeah. Um, it's just about playing, I hate to use uh, a term that we've used 
incessantly over the last two years, but it's about playing four quarters of footy, Debs. Yep. And again, we fell asleep a little bit in the second quarter against JWS. Hopefully we can just string it together, get a nice win. Um, we are sitting 15th and we are on equal points with Carlton. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's... We don't want to finish below Carlton, I wouldn't have thought. No, I could, Draft picks aside. I couldn't but, give us stuff, Yeah, man. I know you couldn't. <laughs> I know you couldn't. That'll that'll bring us to uh, around the grounds. Yes. Um, for this week, Debs. Now, yep. <coughs> Friday night. Friday night football. Friday night football. Seven fifty at UNSW GWS host Hawthorne, who have been playing some garbage football. Yeah, where are the Hawks sitting on the ladder, Mads? Uh, they are sitting twelfth now. Yeah. Two games out. Yeah. Uh, so they're cooked, you'd have to say. Yeah, giant, Giants. Giants. Not overly confident, though, but Giants. The, I think they... Do they get Cornelio back this week? No, Cornelio's gone for the year. Oh, yeah, no, he is. He is. Uh, I mistake myself. I mistake yeah. myself. Um, yeah, he's gone, and he'll probably end up at Hawthorne, let's be honest. Yeah, um, every chance. Every chance of that happening. Um, who's winning? Giants. Giants, you'd have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ooh, Melbourne versus Collingwood. Collingwood, the wheels have just fallen off, haven't they? Yeah, mate. Hugely. I know injuries are a part of football, but they need to really look at their conditioning. Yeah. I, I think this is, they sort of, similar, did they have the same issue yeah. last year? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like two years in a row. Yeah. You've got to look at things like. this is the thing. Like, they're they're going to be playing a lot of younger bodies and... They just fall if they're having to play sort of 10, 12 games in a row. That they just start to decline slightly, and I think yep. that's what we're seeing. Yep. Um, in Collingwood's footy, and who have they got? Sorry. Melbourne. Melbourne, oh, Collingwood. I think Collingwood are going to yeah. going to get the job done. To be all honest. that said, still back the pies. Four uh, thirty-five Sunday afternoon at the Gabba. <laughs> the Gabba Twire. <laughs> uh, this will be interesting. This will be a bloodbath, Deeps. Brisbane versus Gold Coast. Is, is this what they call the Q-Clash? This is the Q-Clash. This has never been a more one-sided affair, yeah. I wouldn't have thought, Dave. Yeah, this will be a bloodbath, mate. They will stick it to them. Absolutely stick it to the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, it's going to be a 14-goal victory. All credit to Brisbane. They are sitting equal top on points. Yep. Just missing out by percentage. Yep. They are a, such a young side. Yep. Um, Lockie Neal's going to win the Brownlow. Yep. Chris Fagan has turned this club around with the help of Luke Hodge. Yep. No, it's, under, it's quality. Def, it, they've done it really well up there. So well. They've turned the culture around. Yeah, and I think the sort of getting the likes of a David Noble, is that who I'm pretty sure he's the chairman or whatever, CEO, whatever, You're footy, footy operations manager over from Adelaide. He. Took Adelaide to a grand final, went up to Brisbane um, when Fags went up there, and he's they've been able to turn that club around. And it, obviously, it starts from the top, all those key selections, and obviously getting a play, player like Hodgie to the club as well. Absolutely, um, yeah. Look, they have done a sensational job, mate. Do you know um, something good that they do that, yep. that stopped um, players from leaving? I yep. think this is really good. I don't know if this is general knowledge, but they stick to mainly recruiting people from. 
regional areas. Yeah. Right. So they look at regional Victoria, regional <coughs> New South Wales. Yeah, because they're so not they, going to go. They bring yeah. them to Brisbane because they don't have any ties to a particular city. Yeah. And I think that seems to be working out really well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, bar, bar like Rockcliffe and Beams, they haven't really lost people uh, to the lengths that they were losing them. Like, look at Shacky, you know, yeah. guys like that just wanting to go home. Yeah. Which you can understand, but <clears throat> I just think that's a really good, really smart way 100%. they've worked to, uh, to figure that out. And it's paying dividends right now. Hundred percent, mate. They're they're a, they're an absolute unit up there, and uh, I think they'll get the job. And done. the Gabba's is a fortress, so uh, they the, will. The Gabatoire, yes. as uh, Benny likes to say, they will beat them by ten goals. Yep. Um, Essendon Footscray, Footscray, Franco Cozzo in Footscray. That's uh, that might actually be an okay game. Who was I? I was too worried about Footscray and who, who Essendon. Was Essendon. Oh. Dogs, footers are grey. <laughs> I reckon. Uh, I reckon Essendon will bounce back. Yep. Um, Catters versus North, GMHBA. Catters Saturday night. Got to bounce game. back. Yeah. Catters Hasn't their back. form been terrible since yeah. the bye though, mate? Shocking. Funny. I'll, I'll give a shout out to my mum, Shez. She is a big. Does she or- listen to? She loves tuning in. She puts on the uh, the U Pod thing, the speakers, and she listens to it with Nan. She's a big Swannies lady as well now. Very good. So she predicted that the cat, even when the Cats were winning, sitting two, three uh, games clear at the top yes. of the ladder, she was like, we are not playing the football that's going to win us a flag. Oh, she and seems like, uh, pretty astute. 100%. She just wasn't overconfident at all, and uh, it's come to fruition. Bloody oath it has. Is she a Mitch Duncan fan? Love big Mitch Duncan fan. How could you not? That's it. One of the best players in the comp. Probably the, the best comp player in the comp, <laughs> if you listen to this uh, podcast. And you know another fact, oh, Mads, that I saw in the paper once I made the trip back from Adelaide on Sunday night and the Sunday paper was sitting on the bench. And it had the, the game against Frio that Geelong lost yes. and it had all the stats sitting there and it had a table of the players who have had started the uh, season in quite good form and then since the bye have tailed off. P. Dangerfield, I would have thought. No, it's actually a, it's a, you you might not even remember him. Please do tell. It's a, where 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 where's Gary? <laughs> it's Gary. It's Gary Rowan. Where are you, Gary? I cannot see him anywhere. And, yeah, there, there's no talk in all these Sydney Swans for him. Like, how good's Gary going over at Geelong? <laughs> he is nowhere to be seen. His super coach scores it down so low that I can't even see him. You wouldn't even sell him. I think they're in the negative. <laughs> so, Gary. Piss off. Suck it, son. Yeah. <laughs> suck on that one. <laughs> But Cop uh, that. cats to bounce back. Yeah, surely, surely. <laughs> That's so funny. I, uh, you know what? I haven't even thought about him. Yeah, exactly. Because he's gone, yeah. and the chat's gone, and it was it was pissing me off at the time when the, all this chat. Oh, how good's Gary going out long? He's just going to fade out like he always does, and that this is the reason. In all seriousness, this is why we let him go. We let him go. Yeah, everyone was pretty upset about losing him, but nah, he was so inconsistent. His good games are good, but they're too. Far and in between. Well, he was a cold figure, right? Yeah, he was. That's all he was. Um, and he'll be remembered for, for doing some great things, but the the problem is he's not remembered in key moments because he wasn't there. Yeah. He was nowhere near it, Debs. So when someone finds Gary Abbott, just slide into the DMs of the True Bloods uh, Instagram and let me know. 
Cheers. Um, St Kilda Freo, who cares? Yeah. Uh, St Kilda, but who cares? Freo. In at Marvel. Yep. Yep. Back in. Are they, are they still in the still in the hunt, Freo? Eleventh. Yeah, only they're be a 11th, game out. They're, they're a game out. And they are. They're in the hunt. They've yeah, got they're it. a game out. They've got everything to play for. So they Frio, do. Frio for mine. Yes, fair enough. Um, St Kilda for mine. Um, let me just bring this back. We've got Carlton and Richmond. The flogging. Carlton, Carlton, Carlton back to reality. Carlton will get a big reality <coughs> check this weekend, yep. 3.20 at the MCG on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, back to reality. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> do you want to continue? Do you want to uh, spit a few bars? Yeah, I can spit a bar, especially acapella, Mads. So that's where I really come into my own. Uh, fuck the meat, you'll go acapella. Mm, yeah, exactly yeah, right. right. Beautiful. Um, West Coast, Adelaide at Optus Stadium. Adelaide are pathetic. Yeah. Mentally weak. Yeah, they they got the job done against the Saints just just on the weekend, but it'll be the Eagles over there. They're a pretty uh, phenomenal team over there. They're a good side. Good side, still in the hunt for the Premiership flag, Mads. <coughs> now, um, and, and that's in the four thirty time slot. Yeah, no. Do you know what? Five twenty. Five twenty. Even later. Even, even getting dark. It's it's dark by there, mate. Yeah. So, are you going to be having a, a beverage? I'll be having uh, perhaps a. Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. <laughs> Pinot Noir, as they like to say over in France. Oh, Noia. Noia. A Pinot Noia. That's what they say at the Deeble household. And that's it. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I might join you for that, Matt. Beautiful. That sounds nice. Delightful. A nice not maybe an, I could see you uh, whipping up a nice cheese platter as well. Do, yeah. Do you a few know what, strawberries. That, uh, maybe a little chalky dip <laughs> for the for the uh, strawberries, Matt's. <laughs> Strawberries and chocolate. That sounds sounds like a date, Deeps. <laughs> maybe maybe a steak even. Yeah, oh, sensational, mate. You've sold me. Done. Sounds good. See, See you at five twenty. Sounds good, mate. At my place. Um, now that brings us to the end, and uh, the outro. We usually keep it quite uniform on uh, True Bloods. We so do. That's it. And come on, the Swannies uh, for the game against Port Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval on uh, Saturday at two ten p.m. Uh, go the mighty bloods and Diebel, thank you very much for being here. Thanks, Mads. But one thing that we are always doing here, Mads, is speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swatties! This has been a Podular Media Production.